Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Jackie Cation, welcome back to the Dork Forest, ladies and germs. Hey, uh, speaking of germs, I have in my living room a man who is vaguely ill. But we're going to do it. We're going to talk about it. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Review the show on iTunes. There's a donation button. There's a CD or a T-shirt you can purchase if you want a magnet uh, that has the Dork Forest on it. Give me $2 unless you live far, far away and it's a pain in my ass. Then give me 3 or $4. Think about it. Anyway, um, just use your you, you 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 get it. Here, let's just talk about <laughs> let's talk about the show, The Dork Forest, which we're, which is about to begin. When will it start? How about now? Mm-hmm. We have a uh, uh, a man who uh, is ill. Dave Ross, welcome to the program. Hi, I'm already having a blast. You're already having a good time. <laughs> it's already happening. And then you brought your friend, stand-up comic, uh, young man I've never met, who we've already been talking though about the many things he likes, and it's kind of cool. Uh, Whitmer? Whitmer. 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 Whitmer Thomas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Whitmer Thomas, a name you will uh, know. Whit Thomas. That's what we're going to call you. Okay. Yeah, all right, cool. But it is Whitmer Thomas on Twitter and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Dave to the Ross on Twitter. Dave to the Ross, pretty you, much everywhere. You guys do some stand-up comedy. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, you also, what I think, what I was just telling you, because you were both saying how much you like to uh, listen to the music, it's going to be a, a, a moment for me to learn about what... What are the kids listening to? Are the Beatles? What are they called? The What's Beatles, it? yeah. It's, it's fantastic. We're back to only the Beatles now. <laughs> only the... Has, have we gone full circle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're totally... Every uh, kid totally ignoring everything that's happening in popular culture right now. And mm-hmm. it's just the Beatles and a little bit of the Doors. And, and, and the Beats as well from, yeah. from Doug. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which needs to come back, by the way. Which also needs to come back. Well, now, do you think, like, because since hip-hop was invented, yeah, Mm -hmm. 79, 78, something like that, uh, I don't think there's been a new genre, has there? I mean, there's just guitar rock and variations on that for the last 30 years, correct? There's an uh, ever-growing amount of subgenres of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I don't really, I'm not really sure when... Noise music came about, um, but that's something that's <laughs> get off my lawn kind of noise music. <laughs> yeah, like right, that's probably about the same time as hip hop. Probably about the same time, yeah. What's a noise band? Sonic Youth, kind of. Sonic Youth, sort of, but remove any melody. All right, remove, remove all melody. There's a oh. band called uh, Sword Heaven. They're uh, Sword. Well. I don't really know that much about noise music, actually. No- okay. But- Noise music is is really cool to see live and not and fun, to, not listen fun to. to listen to. Nobody's putting on a noise music right. album and just kind of chilling <laughs> like, out for the afternoon. It, That's what it sounds like. It looks like it's like. Have you ever seen a racer head? Uh, no, I've avoided it because okay. it's really dark. Good. And, well, uh, <laughs> I'm in the same boat, actually. Yeah. It just makes you feel like a racer head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, sure. Um, Noise music is like listening to David Lynch's brain. That was exactly yeah. fantastic. Perfect. I can't even watch a David Lynch movie because I feel like the entire time he's sitting next to me hitting me going, get it? <laughs> get it? How weird am I? How weird am I? No, yeah. but I'm weird, right? 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 
We're right. all weird. We're all weird, this but I'm the you, weirdest. And I'm the one that's making you know that it's in you. <laughs> right. And uh, and it's all it's in black and white because that's my soul, man. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Except for the fish. Did you ever listen to, do you remember when, when uh, were you around with, when Indy 103 mm-hmm. one was on the air? Uh, that's the, an L.A. station? It was an L.A. station. And you can, it's like online now, but okay. it recently changed to... Dan- dance oh it, all right it was a really cool station because they played it was the only station i ever heard where they really didn't seem to have a format or really any regard for ratings <laughs> right uh, <laughs> that's why they didn't last last <laughs> yeah yeah, okay. yeah but they did um during the morning show every now and then uh david lynch would do a weather report <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, mildly overcast today. I mean, just That's every. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He basically, he wasn't educated at all. He would just, There's it no sounded like he would stand outside of his window and try to use the words that a meteorologist would, would use. Right. But then. And also words that he, right. the, the polysyllabic words he uses to describe his own day. Um, <laughs> How's this going to go? Well, I don't know. Hopefully this will burn off. And then I'll be able to see the ocean. That'll be great. My sadness is looming above all of us. Yeah, so what uh so what kind of like do you buy music? Do you still buy music? Are people still doing that? Just, I never did. Just went to the record store today, picked up a few. Picked up a couple Which of albums. Store? A couple I got, of CDs, a uh, couple Atomic of Records. Oh, in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Over there in Burbank. I've been there of Magnolia. Maybe? Yeah, Magnolia yeah. by the Portos. Great place. They're real nice. They what? don't seem cooler than me. They they're just nice people. They just want to sell you some music if mm-hmm. you want to buy it, kind of thing. I got a Sam Cook and the Soulsters. Ooh. I got a Sam Cook uh traveling songs, which Whoa. I've never seen or heard of. Um it's just Are songs. They covers? I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't even listened before. to it yet, but it's I th- it's just songs where is Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke uh, in a Paris. singer from the 60s? Mm-hmm. King of Soul. I think. This was back when people didn't write their own no, music, No, he right? wrote his own. Oh, he, he did? did. He did. Okay. I think he wrote a lot of it. That's his... when I hear the trouble started, when people started writing their own music. Oh, sure. well, he was... Because there used was... to be people who sang, and there were people who wrote songs. Mm-hmm. And then now you have to be the, the, the two together, and sometimes that doesn't and work. it's so much work. He yeah. does a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But you actually don't have to be the two together. I mean, most people that are famous all over the pop radios the friday uh, girl yeah the friday <laughs> <laughs> that friday kid that uh that taylor taylor something uh, taylor swift yeah she might write her own music yeah she does she does okay Sorry, how about taylor. that avril lavigne is she still popular she seven years later what a poser for real <laughs> she was actually supposed to be another britney spears uh, and then right. they were like no we need a we need a skater let's, type let's give her a tie yeah let's give <laughs> what, her about, a tie what about lily allen what about her uh, is, she's like her. an angry 26-year-old uh, singing about how yeah, that guy c- uh, can't get it up. And it's yeah. just one song about how, you know, she, like, I think I, I have her album. I have both of her albums. Right. And uh, w- there was this whole thing about how, fuck you, you're not a liberal. That was one about huh. how you, you didn't believe in gay marriage. I and it's got that. a nice poppy. It's got a nice poppy beat, people. <laughs> yeah. That Lily Allen. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only then, one. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just in the, the only other song I know. She was like talking about how her little brother stoned all the time. And she oh, was like, that's what I was about to bring up. Yeah. Alfie or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. 
Well, I just learned something. I didn't know anything about Lily Allen. I got uh, that's what I got. That's, she, uh, that's I, it? I, I like to buy an album every two or three years. See what's I just bought uh, these two. Uh, this Bruce Springsteen guy. I bought Nebraska. Ooh, oh. Who is that? And uh, I don't know. He's got he's got a, he's got a guitar. And he's mm. got a little bit of a raspy voice, and uh, it seems to be. Uh, but no, I bought. What I understand about him is he's also got uh, somewhat of a New Jersey attitude. Mm. <laughs> he yeah. does, but people think th- people think he's like Jersey Shore, but he's not. Right. Well, right. He's just a trick. He's, he's enlightened actually, Jersey Shore. He's actually enlightened, and he's uh, he's overeducated. He's got it going on. He he's, might be one of the intelligentsia. He's always got that hat in his back pocket. He does. You never know. You never know when he's going to need it. Yeah, because he could just put it on and mm-hmm. blend, blend. Or he could uh, he could throw it out into the crowd onto the head of some unsuspecting fourteen year old girl. You know right, I mean? who's looking into uh, dating some sixty seven year old gentleman? Maybe that's <laughs> what fourteen year old girl is it nowadays. <laughs> exactly, <No>. grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do mature faster than boys. Right, that's right. That's what they say. It's uh, I don't know. Did you ever have a crush on a seriously older woman when you were uh, Helen Mirren? Jet now. Helen Mirren now. I oh, there love, you go. With like, Helen Mirren. I, if I was in, around her, I wouldn't be able to keep my head. I, I think she is just is. incredible. Oh, she was in The Expendables or Red? Which one was she in? She was, she was in Red. I haven't okay. seen any of her movies. I've seen like one of her movies. I, there's just She's on <laughs> she's, the cover of magazines every now and then. But she's super Fox older lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a lot, of, a lot of people in their 40s, a lot of guys in their 40s are like, yeah, that's something. That's mm-hmm. something that's good news. And that's good news for ladies. And if I was looking at pictures of her when she was my age, because she's been around for a while. Right, she's, she's always working. She's not that special when she's my age. And then oh. she got but to now, an older age. But now, since she's been like 65, Since she, since 60, she hit 50, maybe? Yeah, maybe she she's all coming together? Been, really? Gorgeous. What happened to, uh, I've heard women talk about how that happened with Richard Gere. Uh, oh. But also, Richard Gere's kind of a joke, so maybe not. He is. Right. Uh, uh, he he might have gone over the... What I just noticed was that Brad Pitt now looking almost exactly like Robert Redford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. As, as he goes along. It's that blonde guy aging look that... Mm, sure. uh, uh It's craggy. It's all craggy. Your hair doesn't go gray. Somehow it stays blonde. Right. It's it's And if you stay tan, mm-hmm. then you get those like grooves in your face. Yeah, you look yep, like you're weathered by life but not destroyed and by freckled. it. And freckled. And and you get mm-hmm. a little freckled but grooved. Right. That's how it all goes. Freckled but grooved. <laughs> That's a groovy look, dude. Nice work with the aging process. I don't know what it is about her. I think like a woman who's just got a nice white mane of hair. Sure. And instead of silver, it just goes so I snow like the white. white hair. Like yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I mean, I think if if when you go gray, if you could go stone white, that'd be the way oh, to go. Yeah. You'd let mm-hmm. that go then, yeah. and just be it, you know, and just mm-hmm. own it. Because what's a uh, um, really gonna Tony Curtis's daughter? What's her name? <laughs> oh, uh, Freaky Friday. Hi, Jamie Lee Curtis. There you That's go. what I like to do. That's is I like right. to call her Tony Curtis's daughter because I'm 170. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, yeah. She's Tony um, Curtis's. Uh, ah, yeah. She already had the in. I have less respect for her. Oh, I, I know, know. right? You, you she didn't think... have to work for it. I don't respect people who don't have to work for it. I don't know if you ever watched any old ter- Tony Curtis movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's some Tony. good ones. There's some good yeah. ones. He, he was in... Uh... He was in a lot of. He was in sort of like uh, the the more serious Rock Hudson roles. <laughs> they okay. were they were romantic comedies of the fifties, and he often played uh, like a Persian, or really, yeah, he was he was uh, he's Jewish, but uh, but they always had him uh, playing any anything on the Mediterranean, Italian, Roman. He was in Spartacus. Okay. Yeah, he was he was great. 
Were these roles given to Tony Curtis as Persians? Uh, was were they like mildly racist? I mean, well, the, the, would he have to of, caricature? These? Um, a little bit, a little bit. He was always, he was always, he was the ethnic guy. I'm yeah. curious because that that increases my desire to see the movies. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's essentially like um, Charlton Heston playing um. Who did he didn't he play Che Guevara or something? He did played he really? Yeah, he played <laughs> Fajita. I and the only reason Fajita. I know that is because Dana Gould used to do a joke about it. Mm. <laughs> it's the only reason I know that. Have you all seen Short Circuit lately? Oh, Not man, lately. No. Not oh, lately. That is I see you probably never even noticed this, but the guy who plays the Indian guy who's always like Johnny Five, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Indian is a white man. Really? Painted brown. No talking way. in an Indian accent. Well, that is the, crazy. The famous one is Andy Rooney as a Japanese guy oh, in yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. He plays the Japanese. That's Andy uh, Rooney, mm-hmm. not Andy Rooney. Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a classic. We're like ten minutes in, people, and uh, Cation's already doing it. Tony Curtis's daughter, Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney. You know things are different. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you parked your car in my spot. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. There you go. That Andy Hardy kid. Do you know why Do I get it mixed Rooney up? Is? Because he's a, the, he's a 60, 60 Minutes guy, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So, and Andy, and Andy Hardy was who Mickey Rooney played all the time in those movies in the 30s. Okay. And, uh, and so I always end up calling him Andy Rooney. But Andy Rooney's an actual man who, uh, is, was, uh, genuinely not funny for many years. Oh, and yeah. now, um, and now, for some reason, I think that if he had a Twitter feed, though, He'd be like Roger Ebert popular. He would be killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Be, I mean, a bajillion people would. He follow pretty him. much invented the idea of Matter Twitter. Fact, <laughs> yeah. I am going to look in and see if Andy Rooney has it. Has he's a alive? He's still alive? Oh yeah, he's still doing it. I think he's uh, he's in his early hundreds and he's still talking about people getting off his lawn. Is he still right. doing it on sixty Minutes? I thought so. I thought Holy so. Lord. I will check into that. That will be in the notes. You're right, though. I mean, he his editorials on sixty Minutes were. a about 140 characters long. <laughs> and they're about, yeah. I mean, it's Seinfeld totally ripped him off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing. All that observational yeah. thing. Sure. Maybe that's where Seinfeld got the idea for observational stand up comedy. He invented that, right? Didn't it's Seinfeld a, invent that? I thought Jack Benny did. Didn't uh, they? <laughs> Wasn't it? Uh, I, <laughs> I just did a live uh, The Dork Forest with uh, Frank Conniff and this guy Ben Schwartz who's writing a book about mm-hmm. comedy in, the tw- in between World War One and World War Two, mm-hmm. And. I guess Jack Benny kind of invented standing up there with no with with no purpose. Really? Talking oh. about just talking about stuff. And people would watch him for for the whole time watching him going well, he's funny, but when's his act going to begin? Is he going to fall down at the end? What's going to happen? It's so funny to think. I think about that a lot, actually, watching stand-up comedy. Like, this is, what are we doing? What are we, why, <laughs> right. why are we doing this? Why isn't everyone doing this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone That's what I almost think. is. Yeah. Almost everyone is. It's, oh, it's uh, getting up there. It's getting up there because you could take a class at the Open U. You can take a class. There are open mics everywhere. Mm-hmm, Holy mm-hmm. Moses, is it difficult to get uh, a good spot at an open mic nowadays? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta have credits. You gotta show up and go, I don't know, I was on Letterman last week. Any chance I could get a work in sometime before 11 p.m.? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Even those people, you know, yeah. You can only pull strings so many times before they're like, all right, just wait in line. Like, why don't you else. just put your name in the bucket? Yeah. And uh, it'll be work an adult. Out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think there is, like, I've been listening to a lot of, um, 
interviews, those guys have inspired me. There's there's a thing called Laugh.com, uh-huh. spelled correctly. No oh. no creepy two Fs or anything. I expected it's just two laugh. Fs. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I know it. But uh, it's interviews with old-timey comics. And I heard the first one, Woody Allen, while I was on a plane. Oh, man. And it was from, like, 1970. And then I, uh, for my birthday, I got uh, Jonathan Winters mm. being interviewed by Kelly Carlin, uh, George Carlin's daughter. And she also interviewed Phyllis Diller. I have that one. Wow. And then an interview with Johnny Carson that I just listened to from 1968. Uh, so he'd only been doing The Tonight Show for like five years. So you can download all of these? Uh, yeah, you can't actually. For some reason, they are not downloadable. You have to buy CDs and have them mail them to you. Really? Man. Yeah. You know, there's a, those people are all, Great in interviews. Like yeah. some old comics are just amazing to listen to. Uh, but there's yeah. there's one uh, there's that documentary making them laugh or make them laugh the history of comedy or something like that. It's on yeah. PBS, hosted by Billy Crystal. Oh, okay. and they break it down. Uh, the 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 people at the forefront, and then the physical guys, and then the political guys, and then the the game changers, and then the put-upon guys. Oh, And they talk about every single type of comedy that you can sort of... Like kind of genres and... and, Yeah, Johnny Carson. What is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Make Them Laugh? It's called Make Them Laugh. Yeah, I think so. And it's a PBS... um, Mm -hmm. It's like seven DVDs. But it, oh, it's, I great. know what that was. That was a, yes, it was like it was like a Ken Burns kind of thing about mm-hmm. comedy. It was great. Yeah, maybe it's called Make Him Laugh. I can't remember. You know what? Do you know, um, Jackie? Do you know of a guy named Alan Bursky? No, but everybody's name sounds familiar at this late date. Right. Who of is he? Alan Bursky. It's interesting. I um. I used to run this open mic at uh, the Palms Bar in West Hollywood. Uh, that is still going, and I, that I believe Dan Engel runs now. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. Okay. Um, but I went there once, and uh, it was it was full, and this uh, this guy, this short, very short, uh, portly, not too portly, but right. rotund gentleman, right. uh, wearing a turtleneck and a and a cap. Yeah. Um, in such a fashion that I thought, like, maybe a mob boss. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a really nice guy. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He comes up to me and he's he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, so my girlfriend signed up for uh, for the the mic, uh, but she got late. So uh, you know, um, if you, do you think you could give her a guaranteed spot for next week? Because we got to go and and you oh, can wow. give this spot to someone else. And I was like, "Sure, that's totally fine." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, and if you do that for me, I'll uh, I'll get you a show at the Laugh Factory." And I was like. Wait, what? I've been doing comedy for like four months. Oh, right. Uh, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Right, that's weird. Yeah. And then I ended up calling him about it because, like, of course. Why not try? Yeah. You're like, you can give me a set over at the thing with at the thing? The, at the club with at clubs? The, with the real club where I could spend 20 bucks to park and then have a soda? Yeah. That'd be awesome. It would be you. amazing. And they'll they'll treat me like a real comedian. <laughs> Kevin Nealon's going to watch. Yeah. Kevin Nealon. You know what? I did I did go over to the Haha ha Cafe once and I was going to leave, but the owner told me, like, hey, um, Oh, I just based on his name, the guy from Rush Hour. Um, Chris Tucker? Yeah, he was like, Chris Tucker's in the audience, and he'll see you, so you should stay. And oh, I did. Yeah. But anyway, so I talked to Alan Bursky on the phone, and he he told me that he was one of the first guys to ever do uh, The Tonight Show with Carson. It was like him, Freddie Prinze, wow. and uh, a couple other people. Wow. And I was like, what happened? And he was like, uh, drugs. And I was like, Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> summed up in one. There you go. It's 
Yeah, Freddie Prince. There's a after school special. Can't hear the laughter. That's the name of it. You ever get a chance to see that? It's the Freddie Prince story. Is he? I've never seen anything from him. Freddie Prince. Yeah. He he had a sitcom. You, you never oh, saw really? Chico and the Man? No. no. Chico and the Man. Yeah, I have no idea why they do not make it a reboot of Chico and the Man. It is essentially like if Norman Lear did a Latino. Uh, it was very insensitive and very funny, and I thoroughly liked it as a tiny child. It's, what is um, it about insensitivity being so hilarious? Uh, just because it feels like it speaks. You're like they're saying the thing that you're not supposed to say <laughs> about people, and and if you can do it in a funny way, you know that's a total win, Sarah Silverman, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but if, but if you say it and you're just a jackass, then uh, but and that's a, that's the crapshoot of it too, you know. But it can't. The thing about insensitivity on insensitivity on television now is it has to be a ridiculous character like Sarah Silverman on the Sarah Silverman program. It can't just be an entire TV show that embraces that like insensitivity. In That's true. Right. Which I think is, is strange in television. That. Dabney Coleman tried to do that. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Uh, it was uh, it was called Buffalo Bill or something like that. And the tagline was, the man you love to hate. <laughs> that, was the, that was the log line for the sitcom. It lasted <laughs> wow. about 12 episodes. <laughs> and uh, But it was... It was yeah, Chico and the man. Chico um, was Freddie Prince, and the man was the old guy who owned uh, the the garage that he that that they both worked at. And so the uh, Freddie Prince worked for the old white dude, mm-hmm. and the old white dude would constantly say hilarious things about uh, Latinos. Is that maybe where the term "the man" came from? It is not. It is not. It might have come from Eugene Debs and uh, the International Workers of the World. Um, that would make more sense. That would uh, sometime around <laughs> I hate the man. I hate, I hate the man. man. <laughs> Trying to bring down the man. Absolutely. <laughs> really. Yep. You guys, a couple of white guys t- talking about how much you hate the yep. man. Yeah. Yeah. White, right. straight. Yeah. Single men between eighteen and forty years old. I've heard of a it. band called Sum Forty One. Just listen to it. They'll yeah, teach you. They'll about tell the you man. about bringing the man down. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, aren't they the Nickelback of of, of music? <laughs> of pop punk. Yeah, they're also from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you mock the Sum Forty One. Are they not? Uh... You know what though? I like that song, Fat Lip. I, oh, I loved yeah. it. Loved it. Mix eighties kind of hip hop with punk. And a little bit of metal. And then some metal at the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There was a weird thing in there where uh, where the pop punk, all the pop punk bands, not all of them, but like a handful of popular pop punk bands started to throw metal in in okay. the early 2000s. And yeah. I don't know why. Like, uh... They just started doing some speed metal on the... They're just like... I think because they realized it is fun to play. That's And they're point. like... This is fun. To, I, I was I was always really into punk rock, but at, at, for a good two years of my life, I was in a metal band that was really? more successful than any of my other bands. Like we would tour, we had an EP, we got sort of signed. Right. Hip pocketed, hip pocketed. We, we were you? called Veteran. And, veteran. And we were like just Eddie Vetter, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> no nice veteran word. because we we were th- we've been through some you, shit. Yeah, man, we've right, been right, through right. veterans shit. of the scene. It was with a T. It was just veteran. Yeah, veteran, veteran. Yeah, veteran. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the way it goes with metal. Mm-hmm. Did you have uh, one of those awesome logos that looked uh, like uh, cracks in pavement? Mm-hmm. You did pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really? did. Oh yeah. What is it? What crack and pavement? Well, it's hard to describe, but if you look at the logo for like uh, Cannibal Corpse or Vital Remains mm-hmm. or uh, any popular metal, especially death metal band, okay, it's some sort. The font is 
somewhere between like demonic lettering yeah. and uh, spatters of blood. Okay. And a lot of times you can't even really tell what it says. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like a symbol kind of, but it... But, but it, there it, are it, letters. Okay. Yeah. And it's all done on like a slab of cement that's cracked. Well, that the- if you... That was how I described it at the moment. It almost right. just looks like if you were... Uh, if you had a hammer strong enough to just smash some cement like Thor. Right. Yeah. Um, and bring it. And break, or crack that cement, the shape that the crack cement, if you tried to spell veteran out yes. of that, that, yes. those cracks, that's kind of what the logo would look like. Yeah. Somebody knew Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet justice. <laughs> yeah, but that band was a lot of fun to play in, not so much fun to listen to. And uh, <laughs> it's instantly, you have, and it's, there's instant gratification with metal music um, because metal fans are unbelievable people. Oh, yeah. They're they really love into it. it. They okay. love it. They just- so with, even with like punk, rock and roll, other kinds of music, there's always going to be 50% of the people who are too cool for school. Yeah. Metal guys are so genuine. They just love the ridiculous metal so, music. Here's my problem with the... What uh, sometimes as a heckler line, if mm-hmm. people are talking, it's not really heckling, but I will say to them, "What am I a band?" Right. And uh, what I've never understood about bands is when people talk over the band. Like I don't ever see live music because I don't I don't enjoy live music because mm-hmm. I am made of stone. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the, just the shock, and you're, you're like, "I'm sorry." We what? did both all our yeah, eyes. Yeah. Eyes got a little big. It's uh, uh, <laughs> I did go see the Strokes uh, right after their first album came out, mm-hmm. and I did liked you it. Really? Yeah, because That's cool. great. Well, because I, uh, I, I had the album, and my buddy Joe Wilson had a, a fr- an extra ticket. His wife was supposed to go, but then she had to go out of town. And he was like, do you want to go to this? And I said, I've actually listened to that album, sure. And they only had that album's worth of music. That's how fast they rose to the top. Right. So it was sort of like listening to that band on shuffle. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll do that. And uh, and so um, and I could see why you, to go... What, what, what I did like about that experience was singing along and knowing the music. I don't like going to see a band and not knowing the music and mm-hmm. trying to understand what they're saying and not being able to over the of the guitars. Right. I'm, it's always too loud. And I'm like, well, I'd rather just listen to the album later mm-hmm. and uh, go to a bar and, and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> the person that I've gone to the band with. I don't get it. But Yeah, it's, it is interesting. I, for a while, I was uh, didn't want to see any live music. And right. then recently, I've been obsessed with going to see shows again and stuff like that. So do metal, but are the metal fans, are they like jumping up and down, mm-hmm. totally focused, watching mm-hmm. the band the oh, entire they'll be time? screaming, they'll they, be dancing. Yeah. I'm They're a, like on board with what is happening mm-hmm. on stage they, the entire that's time. That's all they care about. And it was great. But, uh, but like I'm in a band right now. and Which is a great band. Yeah, what do you play? Oh, I play guitar and sing in it. We're called Tooks. T-O-O-K-S. They're Awesome. Oh. Thanks, Does that have anything Eddie, to thanks, do with man. the Lord of the Rings? You're welcome. Um, no. All right. It doesn't. <laughs> but, always, always curious if something mm, has something to do with the Lord of the Rings. Uh, my dad, my dad said that same everything. thing. <laughs> literally uh, everything. Your no. name's Whitmer? Does that have something to do with Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the Whitmers. They, they, were, they lived under Hill. Uh, anyway. um, but the other night we were playing, and uh, someone, I didn't say anything about it, but while we were playing... Someone answered their phone in the very front row and just started talking on it. And we're really loud and they couldn't. I was just like, there was no even bother. What? It was so annoying to me that they did that. And then 
like I was just watching people in the crowd and people were like hugging and then just talking to each other. And I'm like, it's just not the same. <laughs> if I was screaming at you same. right now, a yeah. bunch of long haired camo short wearing guys, it would be so much more well, fun. Well, it's a little different in LA too, because I mean, I were pretty much all that I did when I was in high school was go to punk shows. And I think I sort of lucked out. Um, did you grow up here? No, I grew up in Orange County, New York. Um, what? Yeah, which is, <laughs> that is that's insanity. It is a place. Yeah. Uh, it uh, and it is it is not like Orange County here. I uh, it or it's it's about sixty miles north of the city. If you follow the Jersey border up, and there's like odd okay. odd latent racism. Not completely. Like I really like, like just it. Shy there. of Buffalo kind of thing. Or no, 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 no. Um, about halfway between the city and Albany. Okay. All right. Um, we would drive to Poughkeepsie a lot to to go to shows and uh, and Newburgh and New Paltz and places like that, and then we would drive down to the city too. All right. Um, so you saw a lot of, but you saw a lot of. I, I got distracted by the fact that you were from Orange County, <laughs> right? New York. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, and there were there was a great there was a great punk scene when I was in high school, and I would go to shows uh, three four times a week more if I could. Um, there'd be shows in fire halls and, and American Legion halls and mm. all sorts of random places around New Jersey and New York. And then for bigger bands, I would go to the Chance in Poughkeepsie or down to New York City to like the Bowery or whatever. And I feel like when I was in high school, no matter how big the band was, I would go to a show, no matter how many people were there, everyone would just have a blast and we would dance and like people would throw punches and run into each other and right, but, right. it was like a was, mosh pit kind of yeah but it was like communal but, it was and it was of, all focused towards the band right right and you know it is always better when you know the words and those yeah. shows were always more more excitement because yeah. everyone like yeah this is my favorite song or whatever yeah but now that i moved here and the first thing I wanted to do when I moved here was go see some punk bands because I would I would scour the internet when I was in high school, where my favorite bands playing, and they would always be playing at the Troubadour here, right. yeah, or they would be playing at Soma in San Diego, which I don't think exists anymore, uh, Slims in San Francisco. So I moved here. I'm like, okay. yes, they yeah, all yeah. live here. This is a mecca for the music that I love. And uh, I went to see uh, Bad Religion at Orange Show, which is like somewhere near Riverside or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They were playing right when I moved here. And I couldn't believe it. Like there was a there was a mosh pit. First of all, it was a circle pit. And which is funny. Where I come from, like a pit opens up in a mosh pit and like in a crowd, a mosh pit will open up and people it's just chaos. Yeah. People dance and they run into each other and stuff. But here you run in a circle. I don't know why they <laughs> right. run in a circle. It's very organized. They or don't want to get their shirt pit? dirty. <laughs> well, right. there you go. <laughs> right, their mom's picking them up. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> they gotta um, look. They gotta look. They're trying to keep going. They're wearing their hipster hat. Absolutely. <laughs> well, but then yeah. So there's like a circle pit, but not a very big one. And most people are just standing there watching this punk rock band that like spent, silently watching just them. Like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> song and, two weeks ago was better. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, and then. The hipster stuff is even worse. I mean, most of the times, like I trying mean, to see a band that the hipsters are supposed yeah. to like. Yeah, and you they, go. They can't get into it. They won't dance. They will not do it. They no. will not dance. It is. I saw the. I saw Animal Collective, a sold out mm-hmm. show at the Fonda, like two or three years ago, and uh, what Strawberry Jam had just come out, the, which was two albums ago. Yeah, and I was. 
and they were huge. Like I said, sold out. That place is massive. Right. I was one of maybe seven people dancing in the entire place. Wow. My friend Taryn and I. Yeah. Three gay guys right next to us. And that's and, it. Yep. And the Everybody rest of the world going, well, I don't know what to do with them. Phones. This is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's the worst. It's, I mean, oh, man. Yeah, I, I have that problem with uh, my band. We try to be as stupid as possible. Okay. And to just try to get a reaction mm-hmm. out of the... <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's always fun now because, we'll, like, my friends will at least come, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. like, I don't know, Dave or... Like, I love their come. live show. The, yeah. Like, I saw them live at Lot One Cafe in, in Echo Park, and it was the first show I'd been to in a long time where, where the, ba- it was, the band was having so much fun that yeah. you couldn't... Not. You could not have fun. Right. It was, our, yeah. yeah, our philosophy, because we played a couple times where no one was into it. Right. And so, and we had bad shows. And then, uh, our bass player was just kind of like, man, he's from Alabama and he sounds like he's from Alabama. And he goes, man, I don't, just fuck it, man. I'm just gonna have fun. I don't even care if I forget the song. I'm just gonna have fun. <laughs> and we, we, so we all decided whoever has the most fun, whoever is <laughs> looking like they have the most fun that night gets three dollars. Cause that's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that we could come up with. <laughs> Literally, I ate chips and salsa for breakfast. So, um, there's well, a. Do you mind if I interrupt you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's a a story from the last time I saw them. Uh, there's. A, I've been telling people this ch- small story about something that happened that is very telling. I think of what they do. It was so funny. They, their drummer's name is Bud. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't really saying much throughout the show. He was just sitting in the back, and Wit was saying something. And then you just hear Bud go, oh, holy shit. <laughs> and he, like, had somehow turned on a strobe light that he didn't know was there. Yeah. And the strobe light's going off. And Wit says, oh, my God, did we just create a strobe light with our positive attitudes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just – so we now every show we always compete to see who can have the most fun. Jeremy always wins, our bass player, because he – we don't really know if he knows the song, honestly. <laughs> like, he'll forget it. And I don't know, but uh, so that's our vibe. And uh, I think because we're in like this new garage rock scene. I was going to ask what kind of is it's, it's like this new. It's guitar rock. It's but it's, base, it's like or? real simple, kind of like uh, the strokes on speed or something like that. It's like, uh, yeah, like kind of darker, more distorted pop punk. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nirvana? Yeah, maybe. Like, okay. uh Jay Riotard, have you ever heard of Jay Riotard? Nope, I got nothing. Uh, okay, I'm writing things down. I've heard of this Animal Collective, though. I've heard of them. <laughs> well, if that helps me. Jay Riotard, Black Lips, Ty Siegel. There's a no lot of Bunny. No Bunny. There's a lot of bands right now that are really good at it. And actually, the kids that go to those shows have fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's... but those are the better bands. Yeah. There's since those guys kind of came out and hit. There's been a ton of bands, and especially in L.A., San Francisco, it's kind of different, and, and in Orange County, it's a be- better scenes. L.A., it's it's just like everything in L.A. It's the guys who do it mainly to look cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mainly to look cool, and so we play with those bands, and they don't look like they're enjoying themselves, and so uh, we always try to to overly enjoy ourselves just to spite <laughs> them. Yeah. We yeah, will yeah. we will That's go on and be like. Let's let's be dork this idiots. Up. Let's do it. Yeah, Absolutely. and we really do. Fun. Yeah. 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 There's this band called The Soft Pack and mm-hmm. they are one of my favorite bands. And they're they're like a garage rock band, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are and their music is so fun. 
it's pretty simple, but it's yeah. really good pop music. You can yeah. groove. You, you can, can totally groove to it. It's right. really good. Yeah, yeah. You Are can they totally affecting change it. at a grassroots level? Probably not. Uh, possibly. They, uh, and actually, did you know this? Um, their their old high school buddies of Justin Decker, and they've been coming to Holy Fuck. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that cool? cool. That's awesome. Dave Ross runs a comedy show called Holy Fuck every week. Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, which, by the way, we had a marriage proposal at it last. No. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I How'd think that I go? Saw Did that. he say yes? Did yeah. he say yes? <laughs> uh, oh wow! I wish to. I wish it was a gay proposal. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Uh, she said yes. Uh, it was my my co-producer Jessica. Right. Her boyfriend called me like a week and a half ago, and uh, was like shaky in his voice. And, and I <laughs> we're friends, so I yeah, was like, yeah. "What's going on, man? You all right?" And he was like, "Can I propose to? I want to make a video." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? You're Do asking it. me if I can Do be it. in the middle of something." Sickly adorable. <laughs> I, want to. I had yeah. a guy. I had a guy, a feature guy, do it for me. And the last time I worked Zanies in Chicago, he was like, "I'm going to propose first show Saturday to to my to my girlfriend. Is that all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And then, uh, will you drop the microphone and go follow that motherfucker? Will you do that? <laughs> like, Perfect. And uh, and so I just said to the MC, "If you could do a couple of minutes in between the marriage proposal and bringing me up, that'd be awesome. But uh, do whatever you need to do. I mean, I, I'm not going to say no. What am right. I, sure. the, the Scrooge that says no? This is a this is actually a bad idea. It's a, I've never I, I don't like love. I hate love, and I and a dank comedy club is not where I would have chose to be no. proposed to. No. But uh, if you think that this is something she would enjoy, you knock yourself out. Right. And she used to be a waitress there, so uh, oh, that's there you weird. go. Marriage proposals are interesting. I had a friend who used to be engaged. And, she was saying her marriage proposal Did it didn't work out. All right. She was saying her marriage proposal wasn't the greatest. Like it was planned. Uh-huh. It and she was going to a cabin with her boyfriend and all of his friends. Okay. All these dudes. And she was like, Man, I I really would have liked to do something else this weekend. This isn't as exciting. You know, I get to go he, hang out with all your bros. When so he asked her to at the weekend with all of his friends? Yeah, and he was like, hey, bro, pretty much. Like, hey, bro, hold the camera. And then asked wow. her to marry him. And, and then she, was she just made like, an excellent choice in not marrying that right, man. Right, yeah. Well That's done, what I keep man. trying to tell her. Wow. Yeah, because she's still kind of bummed. Because Andy, Andy did this thing where he had uh, he had all these tea lights that he hung from our orange tree out in the backyard because it was orange blossom time. Okay. And then he had lit them up. But then a couple of his friends stopped by, and they stayed, and they stayed, and they stayed. And so he could he never – they didn't leave until like 1 in the morning. And so he was like, well, it's kind of too late now. So the next morning we went to breakfast at the place that um, we had our first date. We had our first date as a breakfast, which that's thing, great. It's awesome. That's cool. That's what I love breakfast. Oh yeah. And uh, so, and he asked me there, and uh, it was adorable. That's that is I'd adorable. say that's better. You know, yeah. um, either you do it at some crazy in front of a ridiculous amount of people mm-hmm. and make it a big spectacle, or you keep it intimate. Absolutely. Or you keep it intimate and super romantic, mm-hmm. or you make it uh, like it meaningful for you guys. Like mm-hmm. if you met right. while skydiving. First of all, that's weird. That uh, would be difficult. <laughs> that would be. And now, so hey, I'm just swimming over toward you so yeah. I can ask you a question. <laughs> oh, right. What's your name? There's just got to be two planes that drop a male and a female at the same time. Or or two men. We're liberals. Two men. We're nope. open to it. Two do whatever no, you I'm need to do. Conservative. I don't yes, believe I in actually, sexualities wait, wait. at all. <laughs> What is gay? <laughs> what? It's gross. It's uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's sword fighting. It's wiener sword fighting. <laughs> anyway, but uh, the uh, uh, 
I was going to ask you guys, because I've had two bands on the show. Okay. I've had most of Ogre Mage. Okay. And uh, I think I'm still missing a couple of members of that band who have not been on the on the program. And then I had the entire band of Beatallica. I don't know if you've ever... Uh, I don't know Beatallica. Wait, it's a, wait, is it Beatles Metallica? It's a Beatles Metallica live mashup band. Oh they play God. They play Beatles songs like Metallica, and the lead singer sounds exactly like the lead singer from Metallica. That's Whoa, Musically, awesome. they're amazing. I thought that was just like a mashup record that someone made. No, yeah. no, no. It's uh, they they are huge in Europe, and weirdly enough, uh, I babysat for the lead singer's little little, little sister. No way. no way. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is so cool. I want to so hear that. Yeah, I'm gonna go check that. out. Yeah, for real. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They've got. They have more fun than I. I went and saw them live. I think uh, at some band, some bar in Encino or something like that, and uh, they were great. And their fans were out of their minds, just like you know, because they're. They're, uh, they do, um, Sergeant, they, oh, their headshot, one of their headshots is uh, all four of them in like a Sergeant Pepper's outfit, but it's all ripped up and dirty because <laughs> it looks, it's like a, it's like a metal version of uh, the Sergeant Pepper. That's awesome. It's pretty awesome. That's they awesome. they have a blast so and they're, and they're just a, they're just a pub band. They, they're from Milwaukee and they huh. play, uh, they play bars in Milwaukee and they're just like, drink, let's do this. And then it's super fun. I love that. For Bless some reason. You know, I don't know what it is about uh, Wisconsin uh, and uh, Michigan. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who would come to uh, my hometown in Alabama to visit uh, from there. And they were all just Like a pilgrimage to greatest. Alabama? Mm-hmm. Well, because it's a oh, tourist that's right. town. That's right. You grew up in a little tourist town mm-hmm. outside of, um, like, it, it, in, in the Gulf of, Me- Gulf what of was Mexico. The name of it? Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. That's right. Awesome. Right. An, op- an excellent opportunity Did to Did that television show take place there? What television show? The television show Pleasure Island. Wasn't there a reality show called Pleasure Island? Oh, oh that was like a it was yes. it was like a, a dating thing when yeah, when no, Shipmates was on. I think it was uh, Shipmates. Oh man, remember Shipmates? No. You ever had anyone reality TV dork out on you on this show? Yes, oh, yes, God. I have. I've had uh, I had uh, Adam Spiegelman and uh, Joey Slammon. And they, uh, they both still work in television. Uh, he was working jo- George Lopez. He was booking the comics for George Lopez. Oh, Adam, right. Yeah. And, uh, and they, and she was working, I forget, she works over DreamWorks. And, uh, they are both reality, they reality TV me to death, quite honestly, because I, I don't know any. And Dave Anthony and Greg Barrett were on the show. And Dave and I guess Snooky had been on the cover of Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Greg was offended. And, um, and then Dave went off about Snooky, and I was like, "Who's Snooky?" And then that led to its own. Um, you know what? I win, not knowing who fucking yeah, Snooky you is. Really do right. I, I'm over here rereading the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I hope it. You know, I don't know what. Yeah, to... and that's fine. Is she still a? Uh, yeah. Is she, is now, because I think she's pregnant. I was just looking at the Huffington Post that com- the comedy. Page, okay. And they have entertainment news, like little bits on the side, and I just saw something about how Snooky's. Maybe pregnant. I didn't look at it. I just excellent. Like, oh, she should definitely perpetuate what's going on. Oh there. no, she said my baby will be tan. That was the headline. <laughs> Holy Moses! <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah. I, I actually talk about someone having more fun than me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, she's having more fun than any of us by saying my baby will be tan. <laughs> is she though? I look at her. I think she's just very sad. She's in a dark. Know, she's got to be in a dark place. She yeah. Might, yeah. She might not be having more fun than us. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Well, I did see the I first episode were. ever of the Jersey Shore. I oh, saw yeah? the first one. Uh, yeah, 
and they just, you know, one by one introduce you to all the people saying goodbye to their parents. Okay. And, uh, Snooky came from a very delusional family. Uh, I just, you're gonna, you're like, all right, bye, sweetie, bye, daddy, I love oh. you. She takes two steps out of the door. Fuck this. I want to fuck some dudes and suck some dick or yeah. whatever. I don't... Christ on a cracker. <laughs> I don't blame her. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> I don't blame, oh man, that is brutal. You know, I've, I've only played New Jersey. I played two towns in New Jersey and they could not be more opposite from one another. Uh, Princeton. Which oh. there is a, a Hyatt Regency that has a Catch a Rising Star in it, and it's a weekend gig. I'm doing it again huh. yeah. in February. Do you know why? Because it pays for airfare for me to go to New York for two weeks. Great. And so it, you know, it pays like a nickel, and so I can afford like airfare to New York, and then uh, a, a bus, like a subway pass for about a week uh, on that, and then and then I stay with a friend of mine in the Upper West Side. Perfect. And so I just hang out for a couple of weeks. I'm going to do it uh, until March, and. Uh, but the, and then the other, and, and it's all townies. It isn't anybody who attends Princeton University <laughs> comes right. to the Catch It's all central town. New Jersey it's total, townies. It's townies. But the weird thing about townies in Princeton is that they're smarter than regular townies because it's something in the water. Hmm. They all get everything. They're awesome. That's cool. And then I did Atlantic City. And huh. it is like being stabbed to death uh, by uh, idiots. That's it's, a bottom of the barrel town for it sure. Is, it is. Uh, it took me until Wednesday to figure out. My friend Karen Rotowski been on the show, Ghost Dork. Uh, oh. she, uh, was on with Jen Kirkman, read, read Jen Kirkman's tarot cards. And, uh, and then she had an app for her iPhone called Ghost Radar. And she was like, it'll tell you if there's a ghost in the room. And I was like, will it? <laughs> and she said, I can turn it on if you like. And I said, turn it on. Let's do it. And, and she got very serious because she's a ghost dork and she genuinely believes in ghosts. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know if you want me to do this. I mean, you, do you really want to know if there's a ghost? Or I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I want to see if the ghost app tells me if there's a ghost dork. Your my... iPhone can tell you. I mean, even exactly. if ghosts ex- existed, your iPhone. Sorry. It's a hell of an app. Whoever, whoever wrote, whoever wrote that, that, uh, that program, that's good work going on right there, right? But she told me, she said to, to play, to do stand-up comedy in Atlantic City. And this is for everybody listening who's a comic. You have to do 40 minutes of material in 20 minutes by talking very, very fast. And you have to swear like a stevedore from the get. Mm. And then it'll be fine. And so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, the f- those eight shows uh, went just fine. But the Monday, Tuesday, four shows, because the other thing about Atlantic City is there's nine million goddamn shows. <laughs> Holy crap, who wants that many shows? I don't, I don't want that many. Man, yeah, I did a, a show once in Alabama, and I was really nervous to see how, even though I'm from there, but I was really nervous to see what they would respond to. And uh, the guy opening didn't do well. Ooh. And I was like, oh, God. Was it just a bar gig, like a one-nighter? It was at a, it was a bar. I, I put the show on. Okay. I set it up. Okay. And uh, I just kept my fingers crossed and hoped that people would show up. And yeah. it was with Sean Patton. Okay. And um, the guy opening didn't do very well, and I was like, Oh, no, this isn't going to be good. But he was real negative. And then when I went up, I'm I'm just sort of like normal. Right. And uh, it went great. I think a lot of places respond to positive energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, they don't want it to be. I think mm. a lot of people in general just want more of that in their life. Right. Yeah, was the MC kind of, was the guy who opened uh, mm. just beating up the audience for not being uh, with him? He just, okay. exactly. Mm. And I think that uh, maybe LA and New York is different. I haven't been doing it for very long. But in small towns, they do, they just want someone who's got this to say and they kind of have like a, 
we could hang out later vibe. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean? Oh, they definitely want to know if they can hang out with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Like, what are you doing? What are you, do- what are you doing now? Right. How often do you, do you get done with the get off stage and uh, people are like, hey, that was really great. And you're like, oh, thank you very much. And then they just kind of linger. <laughs> you, know, and, you know the worst. So, uh, <laughs> we we hanging? Oh. <laughs> we best friends now. And uh, well, no, I like because the thing is, is when you go to a, a thousand towns and you're like, yeah, yeah, let us, let us hang out, let us talk for at least a half an hour, so I don't have to go be by myself with uh, the six True. books that I brought, which are fine. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the six books I brought, but uh, right, you know, right. the, there's it, it. I mean, it's nice when people want to kind of hang out or yeah. have coffee or whatever. Well, so, it's a compliment at the yeah, least. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. very least. The, it's the, nice to meet people. The yeah. worst show, the last time I, it was, I, did, I had a bad show, it was at the Fake Gallery, probably about three years ago, and I like it when people don't know what to say to you, like, it doesn't happen as much now, but um, I had a bad show, never, and I, and I got off stage, and we're all standing out in front of the Fake Gallery over in Hollywood, and this guy accidentally catches eye contact with me, and he goes... You were up there. Oh. That's all he said. <laughs> That's all he said. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was. That wasn't, that uh, That did not go well, sir. You are correct. <laughs> God, you were say up that. there. You were up there, but that was the best line. That's amazing. I know. And I was like, dude, you nailed it. <laughs> Man, yeah. When I, I, after I did that show in Alabama, people who went to high, some people who went to high school with me came, like girls and like basically the girls who were real popular in high school and they were like okay so it all makes sense now you were so weird and it seems like you were always judging me in high school and you would wear those pants like those pants that were like they were tight you would wear tight pants and everyone always would call you gay like and now it makes sense plus those kinds of pants are popular now so it makes sense that's what they're they're (laughs) trying to reassure me that like we're we're on your side now yeah we we finally understand you in high school yeah well thank god you're paying attention someone sent me a text message a three-page text message a girl i dated in high school who was like cool like i remember dating her and thinking like wow she's one of the cool kids and like I'm not, and how is this working out? And then she broke, she broke my heart to a million pieces. And, uh, she, this is six years later. Yeah. 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 She sent me a text after that. She wasn't even there. She heard about it. Oh, okay. And she sent me a three page text saying how she finally understands the type of person that I am. What? And that she's sorry that she ever hurt me. <laughs> oh. My lord! I'll tell you, it's, uh, the Facebook thing. I got I got people from junior high tagging me on Facebook. And what I do is I with Facebook when if you want to be my friend on Facebook, I just go confirm, 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 and then I figure out who you are afterwards. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone that I don't want to be party to, I just unfriend you, mm-hmm. and then you could try to refriend me or do whatever you want to do. Right. But uh, but I didn't like there were people that that didn't get me. But that's so funny. They're like, remember those pants you used to wear? And so, because people always go, remember those books you used to read? <laughs> Do they like, really say that? Yeah, yeah. They're just like, oh, you, you mean just, uh, books <laughs> remember do you remember why i read do you them? remember that you read books remember you were you were reading a lot because you were hiding from you and your <laughs> jackassery oh man the place where holy fuck is it's at the downtown independent theater right. my friend who works there was telling me he he has a friend who is sort of growing in popularity in the electronic music community yeah and i don't know who it is but um he's apparently very popular okay. but this guy from ages 12 to 16 and maybe earlier and later, I don't know, was picked on in high school by some bully who would call him a fag all the time and, you know, right. 
face punching and just mm. totally ruined his life for Hard three burn. or four years. Yeah. Just really, really ripped him apart. And, um, and, uh, you know, then the guy got out of high school and he went to college and he got into this music thing and now he has fans and a growing confidence. You know what I mean? You know, right, right. He's figuring out, you know, that he doesn't have to be a victim. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he found that out a long time ago. Yes. Um, but I guess a year or two ago, he got a Facebook message from this guy who used to beat him up in high school. And the message says this. Whoa, man, looks like you're still a faggot. <laughs> Whoa. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That is what? the exact opposite of what I would expect. Yeah, I thought that he was going to yes. be like, hey, man, I love your work, and <laughs> yeah. I, I was such a dick in high school. It's funny, because my dad is dating the the mother of the biggest fucking bully of my high school and junior high and grade school years. Ooh. Yeah, so he, he was dating this woman, Mrs. Budish, and uh, <laughs> so he's dating Mrs. Budish, and he's dating Mrs. Budish, and, and, uh, and, and my brother volunteers me. This is probably four or five years ago. He's like, hey, uh, the church uh, is having uh, the like it's like the it's an Armenian Kiwanis it's like some sure. brotherhood of man kind of it's the mutant brotherhood of Armenian church uh, we're having a Christmas uh, dinner and I volunteered you to do stand up comedy and I was like really did I tell you that I volunteered you to teach e- an economy class uh, <laughs> for my st- what, uh, do you? and he said well no we'll pay for your uh, airfare and then you'll stay with us and you know you'll get a free dinner and I was like and I didn't have it in me to go no, no I, for some reason I let my older brother bully me into doing this damn event huh. and it was fine and it was fine I said really do you think da- you and dad are going to want to sit there and have me make fun of you because that's what my act is and he said yeah whatever and uh, we, huh. need an, we need a comic and so I go to do it and my dad has invited Mrs. Budish and Mrs. Budish has invited her son Jimmy Budish who's Jim Budish and works at Miller Miller beer now, of course, getting okay. his free case of beer every week, uh, like you no. do at Miller, and then you save it up for your daughter's wedding. Hey, South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, classy oh, man. stuff. Classy that stuff. is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like we're we're gonna spend a year saving up our one case of beer so that everybody. It's, yeah, my well, daughter's getting married. We'll have enough beer for the wedding. We'll beer for the wedding. And <laughs> it's pretty classy stuff. And so, uh, Mrs. Boot, Jimmy Bootish comes, and I'm like. Fucking Jim, I don't want to see Jimmy Budish. And uh, Jimmy Budish busted my face in fifth grade. What are you, nuts? Oh my and God. my dad's like, well, you know, he's 40 now. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be a perfectly nice man. It's been, you know, 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you'd think I'd be over it, wouldn't you? <laughs> and uh, so he shows up, and uh, that's really the end of the story, except for that my brother did say later, he said, can you believe Dad just invited uh, Jim Budish and his wife to come to this thing? And I said, "Yeah, it's weird when someone just takes advantage of you." As I <laughs> so it went well. Uh, it actually went perfectly okay. fine, and it, it was fun for me because I got to make fun of my dad and my brother in front of him. So I only I only have one bit in, about my brother Terry that I'm unwilling to do in front of him, which means I shouldn't do it at all. If you're unwilling to do the bit in front of the people sure. that you're making fun of, mm-hmm. you know that it will hurt their feelings. <laughs> I uh, I have a new thing where I talk about. It's very stupid. I just talk about, like, always having a fresh pack of gum on me. Okay. Because I've started to see a new person, a new girl. <laughs> yeah. And the other night I told that at my show Power Violence. Mm-hmm. Um, That's show. right. you got a show, Power Violence. Every, every Sunday. Every, every Sunday, Sunday night at 9. Los Angeles, 9 p.m. Um, but, uh, Over the theater and the history. girl who it's kind of about, not really, but I am kind of seeing this this new girl, Her she brought her mom, and uh, afterwards her mom was so sweet. She comes up to me and she goes, uh, you got a pack of gum on you right now? <laughs> and I go, yeah. And she goes, 
all right. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, happy. I don't know. That was a good show. So maybe That's she so was happy cool. that her, yeah, her, her daughter, daughter wasn't with someone who sucked. Yeah, Yay. maybe. I don't know. Isn't it always a relief when you meet a new comic that you're like, ah, he's a really good, not, good guy. I hope he's funny. Yeah. I hope he's funny. I hope he's funny. Oh, he's funny. Oh, yeah. Win. It was great. Yeah. But I, I, you know, it's funny because everybody who I meet who I think is a great guy who I like have fun hanging out with, talking to, and then I see him perform. Usually I'm on their side. Yeah. Like I'm on their team, so I think that they're funny. Right. But like sometimes there'll be people at open mics a lot of the time where you're like, and then you're hanging out with them and they're talking to you and you're just kind of like, ooh. And then they get on stage and you're even more like, Ooh, right. Oh, the unfunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is trouble. It's, right. it's almost impossible to hang out with them. It's it's it, it and it doesn't have anything to do with if you're out there listening. Uh, it's just uh, if you were a plumber and you met a shitty plumber, what do you have to say to that man? Right. <laughs> that woman. It's a uh, hey, we can't talk about plumbing because you're not good at your job. And uh, so, what do you talk about? I mean, it's just hard to, especially with. The show. I mean, especially having power fronts and Dave, oh, yeah. you oh, know. booking stuff? With oh, Holy Fuck. Is, it's like yeah. and going to open mics all, cause I still go to open mics like, you every get night. Up. Yeah, you, you wanna... Um, and, some after this. But, right. Yeah. yeah. Just comics asking about doing the show all the time, which is totally cool. I don't mind that at all. Absolutely. Well, they but, have to, cause everybody right. has to ask. Um, yeah, that's, how else would you get on the yeah, show? Yeah, you can't get on the show unless <laughs> you ask. But, but, but how do you turn them down? What do you right. do? I, 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 my thing is I always, which is true. I say, send me a message or come to the show. Mm-hmm. Send me a message. And, uh, you know. Put you on the list? We'll figure it out. I have a list. That's Put what I list, say. For sure. I, that's what I have for the Dork Forest. I'm like, I got a running list of people that uh, genuinely want to be on the show. And then mm-hmm. there's other people that I genuinely, you know, like, I'm going to bump you if Dick Cavett calls me back. Right. I'm so sorry. Well, and, that uh, makes me angry. Speaking exactly. of. <laughs> Ding Dick. dong! Dick <laughs> Cavett's here. Oh my God, here. is that Dick Cavett? Speaking of which, uh, it's been an hour, you guys. It's been <laughs> fantastic. Crap. This is I know. so fun. It's a uh, time hath flown. I've written down uh, a good dozen bands that I'm not going to be able to. Uh, that you know, maybe I'll go out and listen to them now. Maybe I'm going to find uh, the soft pack and listen to some tunes. I think yeah. you should listen to Tux. I think you should listen oh, to yeah. Wits Band Tux. You know what? I will link. Uh, do you have uh, videos on there or music? On I got the, music uh, on our. We have some crappy demos. Oh, sweet. I'll link those up oh. on the notes and people can listen up. People yeah. People can listen up. It's uh, Whitmere Thomas. Right. And Dave Ross. Yes, Dave ma'am. to the Ross. And both y'all Twitter and, and everybody should go see some comedy. Yeah. Uh, are you guys uh, going on the road or is it all just L.A. based so far? I'm LA. doing a little bit of road stuff now. This year I'm is the first I'm starting to. I just to. met Dave Tribble. Did you really? I met Dave Tribble himself, uh, creator of the Tribble Run with his dodgy, dodgy routing. <laughs> uh, and he was just this uh, older guy comes up to me in Portland last week and says, hey, you know, uh, Interdistance says he really liked my show. And he goes, you know, it's weird. I'm really sorry. I've never heard of you. And people say that to me all the time. And I'm like, I'm a very well-kept secret in show business. Huh. And uh, and so he hands me his card. He's like, you know, I, I booked some stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take your card. And he walks away and I'm like, Dave Tribble, and I run after him. I'm like, I gotta hug you, man. You're a legend. <laughs> You're a legend of hey, Montana on Tuesday, Wyoming on Wednesday, Montana on Thursday. Yeah, and wow. uh, you're just like, why wouldn't it just be Montana two days in a row and then Wyoming? Right. Do it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, is that kind of stuff you do? You do in one night? Or I have not you? signed up for Tribble runs, uh, but I should. I should do that. Do you have a a, a car that runs? A- Oh, yeah. Very yeah. reliable vehicle? Not very reliable, though I believe it should be now. Uh, 
the engine fell out three weeks ago. Yeah, that can happen. Not in real life. In real life, your engine can fall out like it's some sort of a wild E. Coyote moment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, I mean, it was so ridiculous when it happened that I called my mechanic, and the mechanic said, whoa. (laughs) That's what he said. I've never heard of that before. Whoa. Yeah. So So what year is it? What are you you driving? 2007 Chevy Aveo. Yeah. That's beautiful. uh, That's a four-year-old car. Why is that? Why is the engine falling out? Well, I got in a wreck uh, in 2000. Imagine if I was like, well, I got in a wreck, and that's how the engine fell out. (laughs) Uh, That would make more sense. I crashed into a pole. Uh, No, I I got in a wreck that was not my fault, Mom. Right. Um, Right. They had to sort of, like, put the front of the car back together. And then... And they did a poor job. Seemingly so. And so the engine mount, which is like the casing that latch that sort of holds it up, right? Well, the engine mount is yeah the casing for the engine. It's bolted to the frame on either side. Okay. And two of the bolts were stripped, and two of them were loose. And I can't believe it lasted this long, but it just like wow. So were you moving? I was moving. Yes. When the when the engine fell off. Yep. I uh, I was well. I went over a bump. Luckily, it was right by my house, and it was like shuddering and clicking and shaking. And then I turned right out, right when I turned onto my street, the engine fell out of the car. Wow! Yeah. Holy smokes! Did you? How did they tow it? Had they tow it in two pieces? Well, it was still bolted to the frame on one side, so I guess okay. it didn't fall all the way out. Right, right. But they had to sort of lift it up so that they could move the wheels so that it could get up on the tow truck. It rested on the axle of the car. Holy criminy! Hey, yeah. Man. That's God right there saving your life. I know. Or trying to kill you. Well, if I didn't have Jesus Christ in my life, then uh, if I had made that left, uh, it it wouldn't have been on my street. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) don't forget to go to church. And uh, if there's one message to the Dork Forest, I'm going to have my oldest brother, uh, the Jesus Dork, on. He's going to be on, and he's going to tell us why it all makes sense. And I can't wait for that day. Me neither. Thanks for listening, people. Have a good one. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?